0: everybody and welcome back to my brother's an idiot it yes it's your favorite podcast with a bunch of goons talking about whatever the hell we want hit us up on our social channels search us on twitter the idiot goons or on facebook my brother is an idiot if you want to learn about barbecue on tiktok at king goon Smoke. My name is Matt. I'm the king of all the goons. Welcome. Let us throw you around the rest of the squad. Let us start with the Emperor Goon, the Patriarch, the Goon Emeritus Milti. Welcome back off the road. How are you, sir?
1: You know what? I'm feeling pretty good right now. You know, after traveling to multiple different cities and uh getting COVID and getting over COVID and still traveling after that. I am feeling really good, but I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's burn through this and
0: get you off to bed. Next off, MJ, the voice of God, dipshit, Mikaela. Michaela, what's going on?
2: Uh, not much. I'm in a hotel room with Mark. It's our first time doing a combo record sesh, and it's going to make this a very interesting recording.
0: Yeah, for those of you listening at home, Mark and Michaela are in Santa Fe. They hit Meow Wolf today, a little bit of a road trip. And so if there's some echoes and reverbs, we apologize in advance, but they are literally 10 feet away from each other. We'll see what we can do. And finally, last but not least, I summon my brother, the idiot, Bunga Goon.
3: I am here in a wheelie chair as well. Milty, how are you doing? You doing I'm, good? Yeah, I'm doing in?
1: great, yeah.
3: How man. many, many whiskeys are you in so far? I'm, I'm in the number two. Number two? Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, number, not bad. Number, number number two tends to be a little bit sloppier than number one. You have to wipe up after yourself a little bit.
1: Not me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want that. I have a dog that. here that takes care of that. Yeah, so
3: <laughs> that's my dog, by the way.
1: That's right.
3: Uh, shout out very briefly to, uh, Matt's oldest son, Matt, who we just had dinner with at Sadie's. It was a great time to see, uh, my black twin out there in the real world. And also shout out to Grams and Lolo, who, uh, we spent some time in a very warm garage with for this afternoon too. Uh, uh, Michaela, how you doing? You doing good?
2: Yeah. I'm working on it.
3: Okay. Yeah. We're very sober in this place too. Uh, the only person who has had drinks is... Shout out to number three, Bobby, who is over there playing on her phone in this very, 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 very cold hotel room here in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Go fuck yourself.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I am just fine. Eat a bag of dicks. All how right. many
3: drinks are you in so far today,
0: Matt? Uh, after my football game, I had a couple of beers with dinner and had a couple of beers when I got home. And now I'm dialing into a bottle of very nice cab. So it's going to be a lot of fun. oh yeah the slant eyes are going crazy (laughs) here we go buddy guns up let's do this Leroy Jenkins
3: as so so you guys know I mean I can't get after dark per se because I am as we have talked about three years sober I'm going to wear glasses sunglasses in this podcast so I can feel after dark as well
0: fantastic thank you for joining the after dark train all right it's nice and dark Let us get started and have a great time. We've got an action-packed agenda for our podcast today. Let's get started. First of all, we're going to do the Goon Bowl. All right, so Michaela has selected some one-hit wonders. She has set it up so we can actually buzz in. I don't know if you're going to get to hear it or not, but we will buzz in and be able to sing a lyric from the podcast, or lyric from the podcast, lyric from the one-hit wonders, and... Go from there. I know, I'm just trying funny. to
3: think about all the lyrics from the podcast that we could be singing. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> Tebow Alley, yeah, Tebow Alley, go fuck yourself and all. Man, Man starts. Starts. trivia. All
3: right,
0: <laughs> all right, Michaela, the show is yours. Mm, Scrumdillious. <laughs>
1: She's got her hoodie on and everything. She's really digging into this.
3: I'm telling you, it's cold as fuck in this hotel room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Turn the frickin' air con off, man.
0: But it's so
3: comfortable. It feels good.
0: All right. Take it away, MJ.
2: Yeah, so for this game, what we're going to do is we're going to have – I have seven one-hit wonders, one from each decade, from the 1950s to the 2010s, and I'm going to say the name of the song, and then you guys are going to buzz in, and whoever buzzes in first um, is going to have to sing a lyric to the song and hope that they get the right song and the right lyrics. This should be pretty easy. I picked pretty easy ones today instead of going random and getting yelled at, so hopefully this will go well.
0: All right. Take it away.
2: All right. Are you guys prepared?
0: Yes. Sure.
2: Your first ga- or first song is from the 1950s. The song is Lollipop. Lollipop, mm.
1: Lollipop. Oh, Lollipop. lollipop. lollipop.
2: lollipop. lollipop.
3: lollipop. lollipop. No. No. <laughs> you ruined it. You got a buzz, buzz in bro. last, I man. I buzzed. I you buzzed. You buzzed last, bro.
2: You, you oh. have to buzz in and then I'll call you. I'll oh, call sorry. whoever buzzed in first. It's For a fuck's
3: game. sake. Wait
1: a I hit buzz.
3: You get negative points, Milty.
1: Okay. Go negative
3: points. Yourself, Milty minus one.
2: Okay. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just going to skip that one. This is going to be a sixth question. Now do you get the idea?
1: <laughs> no, I, I still have red on my screen.
2: No, I. I mean, do you have the idea of the game? I do. I do. <laughs> hey, Michaela,
1: this will be easy, right? This is the second time I've said I do in my life. The first time was a long time ago. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Are you guys ready?
1: Uh, yeah. Go let's ahead. Let's try again.
2: This one is going to be from the 1960s. This song is San Francisco.
1: If you're going to San Francisco. Did Yay. I fuck it up again?
2: No, you got it right. You were but you have to wait
1: for in.
0: her to call on you because other people oh, might buzz shit. in. But you you were the only one to buzz in so it worked. So good job. Okay, so.
2: <laughs> Yay, let's get a point.
0: <laughs>
1: now I'm even, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now you're an even zero.
1: Alright, carry on.
2: Alright, next one. This is from the 1970s. It's Seasons in the Sun. Matt.
0: We had joy. We had fun. We had seasons in the sun.
2: Hooray! Yay! Yay!
0: (laughs) I had no fucking idea.
2: (laughs) All right. This one's from the 1980s. Black Velvet. Matt again. Black Velvet! smile. Black in that
0: cold, smile.
3: I know that one now. A new Kinda.
0: religion,
2: blah, 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 blah,
0: Okay,
1: okay, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Black velvet, if you Vel- Vel- please. Excellent, good work. All right, this one I expect to be pretty close between Mark and Matt. This is 1990s Mambo number five. Mark was first.
3: A little bit of Monica in my life. Hear me
0: to hear me and I say hear So good.
2: Close enough. <laughs> He's got the spirit. Yep. Alright. Next one. This is from the two thousands. Butterfly. Mark again.
0: The silence
3: is... I can't remember how the dumb song goes. <laughs> I know the song.
2: All right, Matt. See me. My butterfly.
3: Come, my baby. Come, come, my yeah, baby. You're
0: my butterfly. Cheer up, baby.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt gets that point. <laughs> wasn't even close. Do I
0: get like a partial point? <laughs> a point? No. A po- no point. Just because you point. said the word butterfly? No. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Here's the last one. It's from the 2010s. The song is Cheerleader.
1: Did anybody jump in?
2: Mark, go ahead.
3: I've got no clue. I was just hitting the buzz button because it's in front of me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Once you left the 70s, I was like, out.
2: All right, Matt.
0: Uh, no, I I just hit the button cuz I know no. there's the a song <laughs> because, called Cheerleader. Because Mark did. <laughs> I want to be a I want to be with a cheerleader or some shit. I don't remember. My no, my kids listen close. to that, yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh well, all right, we'll just call that one a draw. That's the... good. <laughs> all right, we'll call it a draw.
0: That will come up later.
2: <laughs> well, that was terrible.
1: <laughs> that was yeah. one of the worst bits we've ever done. <laughs> no, I think that I think that's I think that was a really good idea and it's something to build on for the future, you know. Right. I, so that, especially if go. you
3: listen to the rules before we start the bit.
1: I'm old. I'll try to figure it out.
0: Final score, uh Milti at third with one point, uh Mark with a point and a half for cheerleader, and I win with three and a half. So there you go. All right. Thank you, Goon Squad. Appreciate you, Michaela. Well done. Let us talk about the Denver Broncos. The preseason has tied up. They finished their last game and played the St. Louis Rams uh, and won the game by uh, a score of 17-12. to 12. Uh, And as it happens... I did keep our predictions from the last podcast, and Mark, you are the big winner. You were closest to the pin at 21 to 10. Well done, sir. The dink, dink. To dink, dink, right? I, I would like to point out that I uh, called the Broncos getting to 31 points, and they weren't even close, but I did nail the Rams score at 12 points because they just kicked four field goals, which was one of the ways we thought they were going to get to 12 points, so good for me. Um, good squad. Let's kick it around the panel and see what we think. Uh, did you watch the game milty? What did you think about, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's performance in the first quarter and a half or so? Uh, talk to me about the game.
1: I really, you know, I was on the road, so I didn't get to see any of the game, but kind of looking at some of it from people that were talking about it. It was just, you know, it's like what the frick happened? You know, um, the Broncos, by the way, won all three preseason games. But who were they playing? You know what I mean? They the playing second stringers, third stringers. What, what was happening? And they were starting their – who's the first string quarterback at any point? Teddy Bridgewater or uh, Drew Locke? We we don't really know. At that point, we don't really know what was going on. So I, I I'm just going to say that. I'm really high on the Broncos at this point, and I think they're going to do well this season, and I think they're going to be number two in the West. Mark, your thoughts?
3: Uh, Miltie, did you say Drew Luck? I'm pretty Drew sure lock. you said Drew Luck.
1: Drew Luck. Luck, 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 luck.
3: Plus, um, you said you're high on the Broncos. I think in Denver, it's hard not to be high. Well, Okay. Just- there's a lot of that um you know overall i think that uh, the the game went okay you know they had the first drive that wasn't so good then they had the the second better drive that went much better and uh, I, I don't know like milty said it's the rams they're not starting their first stringers they're very much not starting their second stringers um it's a collection of guys that they were getting ready to cut anyways so uh i you know it, It is what it is. I'll I'll save my prediction for when we do the prediction part.
0: So there. Very good. Michaela, what do you think about the game?
2: Uh, I also didn't get to watch the game because Hulu still hates me and won't let me watch Denver Broncos games. Uh, But we won, and that's good.
0: There you go. I I think, you know, uh, Teddy started off rough and didn't really play well that first couple drives, and it looked like he was trying to force the ball into some of those guys that hadn't played a whole lot. So... Uh Cortland was there and and they were just trying to get him the ball and trying to figure it out. And they, had, they haven't had a lot of game time experience with those two guys. So it we'll see what happens. You know, over the course of the preseason, they've scored more in three wides than they have in any other formation. Who knows what's gonna happen? I know Milty's bullish on what's gonna happen this season. You know, they've got a, a fantastic defense on paper. Season sets up for them to start really well, at least in September. So We will see what happens. All right? All right. Cool. All right. Let us move on to other NFL newts. And we have a special guest. Broof. my brother, the clone, is here to talk about the New England Patriots. My friend, why don't you please react to the news about the Patriots cutting Cam
4: Newton? Hey, welcome, guys. How are you? Good, good man. How are you?
1: Waiting for everything that you've got to say.
4: Uh, well, um, to be honest, I, I I had mixed feelings about it. I'm a big Cam fan. I liked him with New England. and But I think it's time to let Mac loose and see what he can do. No better time than the present, right? Hey, Bruce, let me
0: ask you this. So it really seems like Cam hasn't been the same quarterback since Super Bowl 50. And I really think that Vaughn snatched his soul in that game. Uh, and we all we all remember the play, right, where uh, the ball's on the ground, everyone's going for it, and Cam kind of like, ah, looks at it and doesn't really dive at the ball. Do you think that Cam is is capable of getting back to that place where he's a MVP right can he get back to that and and be that guy for another football team
4: um in my honest opinion no I think uh like you said Vaughn snatched his soul in that game and I I don't think he'll ever be that guy again I think he's I think he has starter potential but um I'm just not sure he can lead a team to a Super Bowl Mark would you like to ask Bruce something
3: yeah uh hi Bruce it's been a long time man uh I know how are you good to see you buddy I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Good to see you, man. Uh, first question is a little bit personal. Uh, you're ugly. <laughs> I've always been. <laughs> that, that's,
1: that's not a question. That's a statement. <laughs> I, I,
3: now with my ugliness, I lost my hair,
0: too. I'm right there with you, bro. I'm right there with you.
3: Well, not all of us can have glorious heads of hair like me. It's fine. Uh, my next question for you is uh, just about New England in general this year. You as a uh, Patriots uh, apologist and that kind of thing, Uh, What tricks do you think Bill Belichick will have in his back pocket to uh, get him through the season with a rookie quarterback?
4: Um, I think he's going to uh, run the ball a lot. Um, And, of course, with the tight ends that uh, we got in the offseason, we'll probably do a lot of the short passes that uh, made Brady successful in his early tenure with the Patriots. But I do think we'll see a lot of ground and pound
3: ground and pound sounds good. Uh where are you putting the Patriots at for the season? Currently I've got them as a 10-win team just missing the playoffs. What do you think?
4: Uh, I'm going to go well, I'm going to go one more win than you. I'm going to go 11, 11 wins this season.
0: Bruce, do you have them winning the NFC East or is Buffalo too high of a mountain to climb?
4: Good question and I'm not sure but um if, if I said yes, I'm a homer if I say no, get I mean, murdered by the uh, the Patch Nation. But I think they have a
3: chance. Man up, give us an answer. Yes, I think they're gonna win the AFC okay, East
4: this year. Very good. Yeah, Mil-
0: That's what I like to hear from you, Bruce. There you go. Milty, if you got a question you'd like to ask.
1: Well, I'm trying to figure out. We got the we got the Buffalo, we got the Patriots, and I think Miami is kinda on the way up. I'm trying to figure out who's gonna be second or third. We kinda figured out who's going to be first. You know, Buffalo is really a strong team. And with all those win possibilities, where, where does Denver fall? I mean, where does anybody fall in? You know what I mean? But he talked, Bruce talked about 10 wins. Somebody else is talking about how there's not that many teams that can win 10 or more games. Right? Right. So Bruce, what do you think? I mean, is it really an honest opinion that they would get ten or more wins.
4: Um, I, if, if, in my humble, honest, clone, Bean Town uh, opinion, I'm going to say they will at least get ten. I, I like the d- makeup of the defense this year. Um, I think if Damian Harris and the offensive line can um, do well, and Mac Jones just doesn't turn the football over, I think they have a real good shot.
0: You know, looking at this, looking at the schedule, Bruce, I mean, you're, you're playing the NFC South, you know, the bucks and the saints are always going to be tough. Right. But you also have the Cowboys there for some reason, I guess that that first place or that, that schedule, it's not a first place schedule, but you're playing the same teams in your division um, based on where you're not in the division, but you're playing the same teams in another division based on where you're going to play. Um, uh, you've got uh, the chargers, uh, you've also got the Browns, you've got uh the Jags, so th- there's some opportunity there for sure. But you know, you've also have teams like um the Bills, and you got teams like the Dolphins, and you got the Colts. It, it's it's going to be tough, I think. And a rookie quarterback playing against um NFL football teams, you know, it, granted, the kid played in, in Alabama, right? So he's playing against at least in practice, NFL-level talent. Um, but it, you do lost Sony Michelle; They traded him away. They don't have really that stud running back anymore. You mentioned Damian Harris. Um, really, what do you think? Uh, let's, let's take the Browns game, for example. That's a really critical game and a really key game that you can look at because it happens in the middle of November. What do you think is going to happen in that game?
4: You know, Maddie. T- until I actually, I, I like what I've seen in the preseason. But like you said, preseason's not um, a reflection of Mac going against full defenses all season. And Cleveland has a good defense. Um, I, I I really think it's how Josh and Belichick game plan for Mac and what they plan on doing to get the pressure off of him.
0: You know, and speaking in. For all of Bronco Nation, we hope that Josh Big Dipshit falls flat on his face because he tore this team apart. Uh, so
3: we, well, I'm well aware we do appreciate
0: right <laughs> we appreciate your time with us, Bruce. I know you run a business in Albuquerque. Why don't to talk a little bit about what you got going on there.
4: Um, I'm running a, a auto detail place that's on uh, Lomas and Charleston, uh, in between Pennsylvania and Louisiana. And we detail we detail cars, best in town and great prices. So, give us a call.
0: What's the name of the business, Bud?
4: Uh, it's Bam Mobile Auto Spa. B A M Mobile Auto Spa. Numbers 4203 There you go. All of you in Goon
0: Squad Nation, reach out to Bam Mobile Auto, Squ- Auto Squad Auto uh, Spa Auto Spa. Get it right.
1: Get it right. I
0: know. I know. Oh shit! I
3: didn't way know. to butcher the goddamn oh, yeah. read, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bruce, you're my brother. You're my boy, and I love you. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: We
4: appreciate it.
1: Have a great night, Thank sir. Thank you guys for having us. Thanks Bye. for hanging out.
4: It's great to see you, Milty.
1: Hey, you too, man. I remember the one time we played golf together, we fucked that whole thing
4: up. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you do when I play golf.
0: I will say that when I talked to Bruce last night, he declared that we would get millions of followers after his appearance, so we appreciate it, Bruce. Thank you so much. Bye bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, our very first Goon Squad insider. Thank you so much, Bruce. With hell damn. yeah, hell yeah, yeah, with damn auto spa. That's awesome. If you need any of your cars taken care of, please reach out to Bruce, especially if you're in Albuquerque, because that's where he is. All right, let us move on. Yeah, don't
3: don't go there if you're in one of the cities on my list. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless it's Las Cruces, yeah. don't yeah. go there. Yeah. If you're in Auckland, don't do it, bro, because Recum- it's not going to work. Don't, don't even give Google him a,
3: it. Give him, a, yeah. give him a call in Reykjavik, Recum- <laughs> I guess, but uh, don't <laughs> waste <laughs> too many of his minutes because it might cost you a fortune.
0: Right. All right, let us carry on and talk about
3: possible Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Can we go back and cover the rest of the list about the
0: Broncos? All right. So let's talk about the season outlook for the Denver Broncos. Mark, your season prediction for the Broncos this year. What do you think is going to happen? Eleven
3: wins. They're going to win a wild card spot and go to the playoffs and get murdered in the first round. <laughs> But they are making the playoffs <laughs> this year. I think they're going to surprise. They're going to be the second best team in the AFC West behind uh, um, San Diego. Uh, I think the Kansas City is going to fall off a little bit. I think you that are
0: out of your damn mind.
3: San Diego is going to be a great team this year. Yeah, they're, they're, San, they Diego's San Diego's not winning the
0: West. San Diego's not winning the West. You're out of your mind. Okay.
3: Well, this is my prediction, not yours. I know. So I'm just eleven telling you, you're wins. Out of your mind. San Diego's going to win the division and uh, there you go. They're, they're going to get in with the wild card and then get smeared in the playoffs.
0: All right, very good. Michaela, your call.
2: I'm also going to say that they're going to get 11 wins, 10 maybe, uh, but I don't think they make it. I don't think they win a wild card spot. I don't think they make it to the playoffs this year.
0: Very good. Milty. what do you think?
1: Okay, so I'm going to kind of go light here until we get up to the, the gambling thing here a little bit later. On. I'm going to say 10 wins because... They also have one extra game this year, right? Don't they have 17 games this year instead of 16? Yep. So see. I'm, I'm saying 10, maybe 11, and they are number two in the West.
0: Yeah, I think you're, you're both spot on as far as number two in the West and with a wild card spot, but I don't see any.
3: Behind San Diego.
0: Yeah, yeah. A- a- L.A. Chargers, no. Uh, not demonstrated at any point that they can actually win the division. They San can't. San Diego. They can't stay healthy. And until uh, you're, you're saying to me that Mahomes and company are going to be the third best team in the West, I just can't buy that. So it's going to be Mahomes. is going to get hurt. That's a hell of a prediction. That, that right?
1: happened in Denver a couple of years ago. Right? Yeah, it,
0: it could happen for sure, and injuries are always a part of it. But everyone being healthy and everything happening the way it should on paper, it's going to be Kansas City and everybody else,
1: and I think Denver's better than the – I'll tell you what, if if KC is number three, Denver's number one.
3: Well, I see, here's the thing is you always have teams that fall off the map that were previous playoff teams, right? Kansas City is kind of ripe for that right now. They went to and played and lost in the Super Bowl. And those Super Bowl losers tend to have a little bit of a, so I'm just, I'm I'm not seeing that good of a year for them. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of kind of early season injuries that are going to kind of take that team a little bit down. Uh, So I see San Diego being number one in the division.
1: I kind of like I kind of like the prediction,
0: you know what? Like, yeah, I would love different. the prediction because Denver is definitely in the hunt. Then um, I, I I can't predict an injury. So on paper, Kansas City is the best team in the division, hands down. They've got the best talent at quarterback. They've got the best talent at you're you're absolutely right. They've got the right. best talent at quarterback. They've got mm-hmm. the best talent at tight end. They've got the okay. best talent at wide receiver. What else do you need? Okay, so hold on a second. How many?
3: How many? teams win or lose the super bowl and then have a really good year the next year
0: how many how many of those how many of those teams have the best player at tight end and quarter at quarterback and tight end and we're not talking about the best player you, you i don't care. I don't, care I don't care i don't care how many i don't how how many, care many how many, many people history how many
3: one
4: hour later um
3: with your paper i'd like to do the lou brown and drop it on the ground take down my fly And piss on it. Because how often does that actually come to fruition with paper? How often does it... I mean, go back through the... the Seemed to
0: work out the last three years. Two hours later.
3: Plus, I just really like saying San Diego Chargers.
0: (laughs) Because they're not the San Diego Chargers. They still are the San Diego Chargers. (laughs) I'm not a huge fan of the Chargers right now because, you know, they don't have... A stud running back. Austin Eckler's a great player, but he's not that guy that you want to really run the ball all the time. Uh, they also don't have, you know, their stud tight end anymore. They've got a great receiving core. Yes, Justin Herbert's had a great season at quarterback. We'll see what happens, but I. Just don't see them as being better than Kansas City. Yes, Michaela, you have something to say.
2: Uh, so this is a non-exhaustive list, but there's only been two teams, or no, three teams that have ever lost a Super Bowl and then will not advance as far as the conference championship, and it was the Pats twice. Um, the only teams that have ever lost in a Super Bowl And then the next year goes to wins the Super Bowl are the Cowboys in 71, the Dolphins in 72, and the Pats in 2018. Most of the time when they lose a Super Bowl, they have a losing record, but occasionally they do have a good record Accurals. if you're
0: if you're telling me that the kansas city chiefs are going to have a losing record this year i think you're all nuts you What's
2: just like gave that? me a task to go look it up and i did i know that's it's fine, fine. Yeah. I,
0: and,
3: you and can win you can win nine games and still miss the playoffs you can win 10 games with this 17 game schedule and probably still miss and, the playoffs especially right, in so, the so West, let's yeah. let's break it down
0: so kansas city versus oakland two games who wins
3: yeah I, that's probably a split
0: you think that's a split you think yeah. Derek Derek Carr and what that that shit show that's happening in Vegas is better than Kansas City right now?
3: Yeah, because you're getting pissed off about
0: it, so it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not gonna solve any this of this is, right now. This, this, this is AFC a great West talk.
3: talk. Yeah, oh, it's it's an awesome. We we need to de- dedicate an entire like mini-cast oh, yeah, conversation. Yeah. There's
0: gonna be a whole we've talk got a lot this. more
3: to talk about. So yeah, this <laughs> Let's is move so on.
0: good. <laughs> so good, especially after the first week. We'll see what uh, what all this happens. So thank you so much, Goon God. We appreciate it. Let us talk unless anyone else has anything else to share about the AFC West. Okay, let us move on. Royce Freeman was cut the Oregon State or the Oregon running back who was a big piece of the Denver offense um, at least as far as a second or third string back who also caught some passes out of the backfield and was much loved by Bronco nation has been released uh, and last I heard uh he was picked up by the Carolina Panthers um reaction goon squad mark start off. Royce Freeman picked up by the Panthers. What do you got? Cool, neat. It's
3: another running back.
0: <laughs> right. Running
3: backs are a dime a dozen, unless you've got a Christian McCaffrey or you know somebody like that. It's not really worth talking about running backs. You can, you know, they're they're all just guys. Did the rest of the offense make sense? Yes, you can have a difference maker at that position, but Royce Freeman was not a difference maker. So cut him. Bring somebody else in. That's fine. i uh, sorry, Royce. I'm sure you were a great guy. I'm sure you were loved in Denver. Uh, but you're just a running back. Sorry, man. It's not a difference maker on the on the offense. I'm sorry. It's just not a position that is greatly valued in this NFL.
0: I agree wholeheartedly, Michaela. Your reaction?
2: Uh, it makes me sad because I like calling him Rolls Royce. Uh, and I wish him good luck.
1: Very good, Milty. What do you got? Okay, so I think he probably maybe upgraded the Carolina back back up position at at running back, but you know, it just, it's one of those things that he started with Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay kind of came on the strong and, and kind of beat him out. And then here's the other deal. We have a rookie running back. That's a power back. That's just going to kill it. Right. So with all of that going on, Royce, he's done in Denver. Not, he's going to go on. He's going to do some good stuff for Carolina and, Whoever else in the future, but not in Denver.
0: Yeah, and I think to Mark's point, you know, the running back position position in the NFL is a spot where you can throw a guy at it. You can just grab someone and throw them in there and let him play. Uh, running backs are a dime a dozen. I hate to say it because you know I respect the work and the effort that these guys put into the position, but they are unfortunately there's a million running backs out there. And all they have to do is go for two or three years. And point to the fact is running backs have the shortest shelf life in the NFL than any other position that that there is. And Love Royce, he's done a great job here. Best of luck to you, bro. Much success. But let's get uh, Javante the ball and see what happens there. All right, moving on uh Deshaun Watson let's talk about our favorite maybe non-playing NFL quarterback Mark throwing it over to you there are rumors about what he's gonna do and play and where he's gonna play what do you got for me bro
3: um he almost got traded to Miami until the Deshaun Watson camp came out and said there are five teams interested we're gonna name one Miami ha 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 ha
4: ha (laughs)
3: <laughs> hoping to get four more teams interested. <laughs> and Miami's on the other end of the line going, fuck. Uh, <laughs> hand in the cookie jar, you know. So they, they had to come out this week and say, no, nah, you know, two is our guy. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We didn't want to do that, that kind of thing. So um, the problem with anybody taking Deshaun on their team as a trade is that the due process still hasn't happened for any of this legal stuff. So you just don't know what's going to happen with him. So nobody is going to give up a King's ransom for him. And Houston wants 17 first-round draft
0: picks for Deshaun Watson.
3: Um, That might be a slight exaggeration, just that much. You can't see how close my fingers are, but they're really close. They are
0: very, very, very
3: small. Yes. For all those in radio, that's very close. Um, (laughs) You know, they've had him running scout team, you know, uh, for Houston and doing that kind of thing. I I don't know, man. I The whole thing is just crazy. I just think that, you know, they, they just need to throw them on a commissioner's list and just kind of let <laughs> the due process hang out or something. Cause it, no, you, if you're Houston or if you're Deshaun, you're not in a good situation
0: right now. That's, that's kind of how my thought process is on this. The whole thing's weird because it's like Houston is begging the NFL to make a decision. And the NFL won't make a decision. So it's going to be until they throw in the 53 and say, we're going to start him. And they're going to force the NFL to make the call to throw him on the exempt list. There's so this is the weirdest story we've ever seen really in the NFL. There's not a legal proceeding against him. It's all civil. Yes, Mark.
3: Uh, there's legal proceedings against him, but they're all civil. They're
0: not criminal. That's what you meant to say. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's all civil proceedings. There's no legal proceedings. So it's almost like Houston is forcing the NFL to make the decision. Will they actually make the decision? Uh, MJ throwing it over to you. Where do you think, uh, Deshaun Watson will be on game one in 10 days?
2: Uh, he will be nowhere. Likely sitting on the bench maybe for the Texans. I don't think they're going to I don't think anyone's going to take him with the legal shit that he has going on. So either he's just not going to be anywhere and just sit at home be healthy scratched or if that's how you say it in football terms or he's going to be a bench warmer till they can get him off the team. This that it whole thing kind of sounds shady and weird, but
0: Melty, this is one of the weirdest stories we've had quite a long time uh react to it tell me what you think is going to happen
1: well you know i really think that miami has been trying to make a deal i really strongly feel like they are attacking it but the problem is houston wants the equivalent of four number ones you know two future number ones maybe three future number ones plus a number one that has been drafted in the past. I just think that they, uh, they're asking for way too much. And I I don't think in his legal situation that it's going to be a positive deal. Although maybe in Miami, who, who knows, you know?
0: Yeah, there's no doubt that Deshaun is one of the best five quarterbacks in the league when he's engaged and doesn't have all this crap surrounding him. He, the man is a fantastic talent. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know if he starts game one. I, I really don't. I mean, if he's, if they list him as a starter, I think the commissioner is going to have to make a call and put him on the list because there's just so much bullshit going around, right? Who knows what the decision is going to be? I guess we'll have to see what's going to happen in the next 10 days. All right. Thank you very much, Coon Squad. Let us move on. Uh, Urban Meyer. And we said we're not going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars, but here we are. We're going to talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer. Yes, monkey, you have something I, to say. I, I think I rescinded that remark last week and said, let's talk about the Jaguars every week. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> so the Urban Meyer came out and said that They were absolutely considering vaccination status in terms of how they were making the decisions about who to cut and who not to cut. Uh, The NFLPA said, that's really not what you're supposed to do, and we're going to investigate it. Uh, Milti, starting with you, um, what the fuck is going on with people cutting and not cutting based on vaccination status? And did Urban
1: Meyer step on his dick? Urban Meyer stepped on his dick. He has (laughs) no clue what's going on. He's a college coach and well-established college coach, but he's losing it. He is absolutely losing it. You know, he shipped off Gardner Minshew to Philly. I I just, I just don't know. I'm out of this. You know, I don't really care about this situation. Michaela react.
2: Uh, well, I think even if even if it was, like, not kosher for him to say it, I think it was probably okay that he did. Because that should be the truth. It, it should be the truth that you're, like, deciding whether or not you're going to cut somebody based on their vaccination status. Because if they can't play because they're unvaccinated, you're, you're shit out of luck. Like, it's, you know, especially like my favorite player, one Mr. Brian Hoyer, it, it has already come out and said that he's not going to get vaccinated and they're talking about cutting him cuz what's the point of having a backup quarterback that might not be there because he's sitting in the hotel waiting to get out of quarantine or something.
0: Yes.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I, yep. Right. Oh yeah. Yep, yeah, 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 right. Absolutely. Okay,
0: Mark, what do you think?
3: Okay, so here here's here's my thing about it is one, yes, I think that the vaccination status should be absolutely considered when uh, we're talking about gainful employment, when you're talking about a sport where you're making millions and millions of dollars. Uh, the reason being is because these people did not um, lose any checks. They're, they haven't lost any checks. for It's the Charles Barkley thing. I think he came out today or yesterday and said that we're talking about guys who have not lost any money due to this thing. And if they want to earn some of this money, there are plenty of other guys that would like the NFL money. Uh, Let them get the money. So if these guys don't want to get vaccinated, fine. Let's bring in some other players. Let them go through the drills and do, do all that stuff, and they'll be vaccinated. So I think that status should absolutely be considered. The fact that Urban Meyer said it out, the quiet part out loud. It was kind of dumb of him, but I think it's the truth for most of these teams. I mean, we're talking about players that are going to be treated, unfortunately or fortunately, differently by NFL standards and by the doctors and things of that nature. So if you have to have basically two separate locker rooms as an NFL team due to vaccinated or unvaccinated status, it's definitely a consideration when you're talking about gainful employment, especially when you're talking about a business that is that much money. Um, I know that you know it's kind of a, a smaller portion of it, but there are plenty of businesses in this situation that are considering that as part of their. I mean, the there's a restaurant tour in Denver that boasts over 95% vaccination in his restaurant, and he gainfully employs over 200 people, and that's in Denver. Um, we talk about it all the time in our business that vaccination is okay, and we we want to make sure that people get vaccinated. We pay people for time to go get vaccinated, including days off and hours off for the actual shot itself. So I I think it should absolutely be considered when you're talking about that much money and a business that is that much of part of American society that they should be vaccinated in order to be considered for employment. I mean, I think you just said the quiet part out loud and that it should be talked about and should be an okay thing.
0: Yeah. The NFL PA is going to watch out for the players and all of the players, regardless of what their position is. And I understand what they're doing, but the NFL wants to make sure we have games that go and not have to have any issues like we had in 2020 with missing games and fucking games with a fifth string quarterback who is coming off the practice squad to play quarter fucking wide receiver. Exactly. And they're doing their best to make sure that people are ready to go and can play the game and can play the game safely. And to Mark's point, they have to, it, it's an unspoken thing, right? They have to take that into consideration. Unvaccinated players are treated different than vaccinated players. It's the unfortunate reality. It it, it is what it is. You have to treat these people the way they actually make their choices and whatever. It is what it is. So get fucking the shot, stupid. There, that's all I have to say. All right, let's move on. Uh, I got a line here for Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Well, oh,
3: that was uh, the Carson Wentz interview where he said that he wants everyone to respect his choice that he's not vaccinated and his family isn't vaccinated. And oh, okay. He had some kind of interview, and he's an idiot.
0: Yeah. All right. So we'll just get carried. We on. talked about it. Yeah, we talked about that. Let's move on to Malcolm Butler, former Super Bowl MVP, uh, retired. Yeah, this guy sealed the game against the Seattle Seahawks. Malcolm Butler has retired milty. I'm going to throw it over to you. I watched the game as we, as we all did. <laughs> what do you think? I,
1: buddy? I, I watched that. I will never forget that when Seattle is driving right there down inside the five yard line, super bowl, right? The most important game of the year. And they have the beast mode, the great running back, right? He's, All they have to do is give the freaking ball to him for two plays. Certainly, he's going to score a touchdown. But no, Pete Carroll calls a passing play for Russell Wilson, and he throws it to Malcolm Butler. Game over. I watched Tom Brady sitting on the sideline in dismay, sitting going, oh, my God, we're going to lose. And then three seconds later, they won. I just, it's crazy. You've got one
0: of the best short yardage backs in the history of the league. Absolutely. And you're on the two-yard line? Give it to fucking Marshawn. I, I don't know a single person who watched that game who didn't say, give it to fucking Marshawn I don't well, you knew what was
1: coming, right? right. You knew oh what was gonna God. happen. It's gonna everybody on the side sidelines, everybody in the defense looking for Marshawn
0: Lynch to carry the ball. Give it to fucking Marshawn. Mark Malcolm Butler has retired. He's tied forever to that Super Bowl. What do you think?
3: Wasn't he the same guy who got benched in the next Super Bowl? Yep. Those are the two things I remember about Malcolm Butler is that he made the play that nobody really cares about him for. They always care about Marshawn Lynch and uh, then he was benched in the next Super Bowl and the Patriots lost it. Uh, Not necessarily because he was on the bench, but they could have definitely used his help in that game. those are the only two things I really remember about Malcolm Butler. Defensive backs generally tend to not be memorable, which means they're doing their job. If they are memorable, that means they're not doing their job very well, uh, a.k.a. Uh, what's-his-nuts here in Denver that you know we all love and kicked out of town after the Ravens game.
1: Oh, uh, Raheem Moore. Raheem Moore. Yeah,
3: Raheem the dream, thanks. Yeah. Uh, he's memorable, and that's because he did bad.
1: Uh <laughs> so Malcolm. I, Butler. I beg to differ just a little bit because I think his his play was called a little bit differently. I don't think he should have been back there by himself.
0: Yes he should anyway. have
1: no, no,
0: yes he should have. He fucked that shit up.
3: He fucked it up. But that's not the point. The whole point is the fact that he is memorable because he did bad and he's a defensive back. Uh, Look at Champ Bailey. He's memorable. Yes, he had a couple of really great plays that he's memorable for, but most of his career was memorable because nobody threw the ball to his side. So uh, Malcolm Butler is in that same vein where he's memorable because nobody remembers him. So. Good luck, Malcolm Butler, and whatever broadcasting you decide to do in New England and enjoy all the free Dunkin' Donuts and lobster rolls you want for the rest of your life.
0: There you go, because he won that Super Bowl for the Patriots. Let us talk about another person on another list, um, Michael Thomas, who has been a stud receiver for the New Orleans Saints for years and years, is now on the pup list which means he cannot come back for the next six weeks mark kicking it over to you to start michael thomas what do you think that's going to happen in new orleans uh
3: he'll be out for six weeks and he's going to sit on my bench in fantasy and then he'll come back and he'll be awesome milty what do you got
1: michael thomas has always been one of my favorite wide receivers he is just fantastic I'm not sure he has the quarterback status he has now that he had in the past, so
3: we'll see. Jameis is going to throw him bombs when he comes back. Bombs, I tell you, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is that Jameis can absolutely push the ball further downfield than Drew has the last couple of weeks, So or the last couple of years, so we'll see how that works out very good thank you goon squad let us move on and talk about hard knocks i just watched the most recent episode of hard knocks and uh let me just share with you they are definitely dialing in on isaac alarcone Azur Kamara and uh jaquan whatever his name is and we'll see how these guys all play out but they're definitely dialing in on the guys on the fringe of the roster and see how they work out. Jerry has lost his mind and decided he wants to pitch himself as, I want to own a Whataburger. And Jerry, bro, you own the Dallas Cowboys. You've got that great stadium. You do not have to climb into Whataburger. You're 98 years old. It's okay. So – Fine. Whatever. Moving on. All right. Milty, your degenerate bet of the week. Let us see what you've got for us, sir.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so I was in Reno recently this past week, and anything I did was wrong. So all I'm going to say is that I want to put a degenerate bet. I want to put three degenerate bets on the Broncos I want to have the Broncos to win 10 games what are the odds I think pretty freaking good I want another bet for the Broncos to win 11 games what are the odds I think pretty freaking good when you look at their schedule then how about I want the Broncos to win 12 games Look at their schedule. Tell me it's not possible. Right? I'm making these bets. Follow me people here. Go for it. Michaela, what do you think? 12 games.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, I think I already predicted that they would win 10 and then not win a, a wild card spot. So That's what I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already covered
3: this.
0: Yeah. I mean you Well can somewhat. Me, somewhat, but I want tell them me to take it stupid. It's fine.
3: No, no, no. We're not telling you he's stupid. We're not telling anybody we're stupid. We're telling you that our reactions are gonna be stupid because we already made predictions on the <laughs> season.
0: <laughs> so milty has called Denver to win twelve
1: games, making them twelve. Up up to twelve. Twice. Up to twelve. Yep. With another free game this year, right? There's 17 games this year, so yeah, so yeah you betcha, five. you betcha. They're and they're going to beat. They're going to. They're going to play the Raiders, the Chargers, and the Chiefs twice, right? So, okay, they almost beat the Chiefs last year one game. So, they're going to beat the Raiders twice. They're going to beat the Chargers once. Yeah, you betcha. Okay. 12 games, man.
0: Fair enough. 12 games. We're writing it down. Bill is calling 12 games and betting it in Reno or Las Vegas. Who cares? Speaking of
3: being classy and betting in Reno, what are you drinking your wine out of?
0: A basin jar.
3: Okay. That's what we thought. Moving on.
0: That's the biggest vessel I have that works. So eat shit. I don't. Big
3: wine glass. We get it. Okay.
0: Yeah. There you go.
3: Not sure why you told me to eat shit. Go fuck yourself. All shit. right,
0: so let's talk about the family fantasy league. And dipshit is gonna dipshit. Everyone got an A or a B except for dipshit and my beloved wife Sarah. Dipshit, you got an F. Why?
2: Because I picked Brandon McManus first pick.
3: Why did you? Why did you pick a kicker first pick, Michaela?
2: Uh. Because I was worried that someone else would take him. And I didn't want anyone else to take him. I wanted him. And took Travis Kelsey before I could get him. So I was like, fuck it. Grabbing my boy. He is my boy. I love him. And then the computer game made fun of me. And was like, your team sucks and I hate you. Yeah. So your
3: choice was tight end one or nobody. (laughs)
2: He's my friend. Brandon McManus's fucking uh uh clothes collection that he did with that Shinasty brand or whatever, there he's a hero. I love him. I love that man. He's dumb, he's great.
3: Tell us about the kimonos.
2: Oh yeah, he has kimonos or er, on his store, and they are purple and they have spermy ghosts on them. They are party kimonos. It's excellent
3: milty the look on your face when she said spermy ghosts
0: (laughs) (laughs) so good and that's why we love you dipshit because you draft like a dipshit thank you very much let us move on to the nba the nuggets have made some moves they're looking to re-sign uh aaron gordon but they did make a a move this week and have re-signed austin rivers to a multi-year contract mark kicking it over to you austin rivers yeah he played pretty well in the playoffs what do you think
3: yeah i mean they need better guard play um he went through a what a 10-day contract and kept getting 10-day contracts and finally he played pretty well in the playoffs and um okay i mean they need better guard play so you know you bring one back hopefully by the time the playoffs roll around and Maybe this Austin Rivers kid comes and does his thing, and who knows what's going on with Aaron Gordon, but you've got to have better guard play in order to win anything in the NBA. And I don't know if Austin Rivers is really the answer, but you keep him around. So
1: there you go. There you go, Milty. What do you think? You know, I'm not an NBA kind of guy, but I got to tell you that I was watching the playoffs, and he just looked hot. He was a pest for the other team. I just think that it's an awesome signing and I think they're going to do well with him. MJ,
0: your reaction?
1: (laughs) There's more going on than this podcast.
2: (laughs) I was trying to take off my For
1: those of
0: you listening at home, MJ was flipping through her notes and looking at other shit. And then I called to her and she looked at me like I was... Had three heads.
3: Oh, you know, the look that I've already told her this off air. Uh, we've been muted the whole time and chatting behind the scenes. But the look that you always get on camera when she gets caught with her pants around her ankles, when she's not paying attention <laughs> to what's going on, is much more animated in person than it is on camera. <laughs> and the three-dimensional version of it is so good.
2: I was taking off my scopalamine patch. He caught me off guard.
0: Carry on. Austin Rivers, what do you think?
2: He is a, speaking of off guard, he is a on guard. But I hope he's good. I don't know anything about it though. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love All it. All right.
0: And one of the things we have to talk about with the Denver Nuggets is, uh, the departure of Paul Millsap, uh, Uncle Paul has been a great locker room presence for the Denver Nuggets. Mark, what do you think about how much is that presence valuable in a locker room like what the Nuggets have?
3: It's not. He's it was a waste of money. I'm glad he's gone. I'm sure he was a nice guy or whatever, but man, they spent such a lot of money on that guy, and he it just was it, it never worked out to the point where he was supposed to be. So. Um, I, I hope he has better luck somewhere else, and hopefully the Nuggets have better luck without him.
1: All
0: right, good, Billie. What do you think?
1: You know, I, I kind of took the little bit of the opposite point of Mark's, but I, I think that he's a great locker room guy, and I think he'll do great for Brooklyn. I think that's where he ended up. Um, but we overpaid him, and that's one of those things that goes in professional sports. It it doesn't make any sense you pay somebody this much money and you pay somebody else this much money. We overpaid him, but he was still a steady guy in the locker room. Yeah, and there's there's a bit in professional
0: sports, regardless of what league it is, where you get paid for what you've done rather than, rather than what you've what you're gonna do. And I think that's that case right there. It, Uncle Paul was a guy where he had that locker room leadership. He had that presence where he was the guy that people would gravitate to. And and do we need him anymore? I don't think we need him anymore. I, I think that's just the way it goes. So good luck to Paul. We love the guy. Um, He, he definitely had a great run in Denver. Um Brooklyn will welcome you, I'm sure. So let's carry on. All right. Let us move on to Yes, MJ, you have something to say.
2: Yeah, about that Paul Millsap thing. Um, it you should not pay more than League Min for a locker room presence. Any any amount above League Min is overpayment for something that's in intangible like that. So I think you guys said that he gets ten million and league men is like two-something, that's too much. That is way too much. Now
0: that's what I'm going to disagree, because if you can provide that presence and be there and lead the team, there's more than just what you do on the court. There's what you do in the room.
3: Whose team is it? Whose team is it?
0: What do you mean?
3: I mean whose team is the Nuggets. Whose team is that?
0: Uh, It's Nicholas. It's a tall, tall guy from yeah. Serbia. Yeah,
3: correct. It is not any way, shape or form. Paul Millsap's team. Therefore you're paying him too much to be just a guy who's going to be that guy.
1: And I'm kind of, ag- I'm kind of agreeing with you that the money was not right.
3: He he wasn't for that much money and that big of a name. He needed to have more of a presence on the court and he did not have that court presence. It's Nicola's team. It, you don't need a locker room presence who's making $10 million a year and scoring two points a game. I'm sorry. He can go uh, away.
0: Two points a game is probably a little bit low.
3: <laughs> you know me I'm captain hyperbole but it was no more than like 6 or 7 points a game and 10 million dollars for less than 10 points a game is not worth it in my book
1: and I think it might might have even been more than 10 million I'm not sure but it was way too much money for a, a really good player but that was a lot of money
0: but my point is is you don't just play for on court production you pay we for... get your point
3: my point is more valuable because right. he doesn't don't he, don't he, he me
0: and tell me I'm a dipshit. But it, there is more to what you bring to the team besides what you bring on the court. So inside the 48 and you know 36, if you are a leader and you can provide that leadership for a team that's younger and has not as much experience in that kind of a situation where this team is trying to climb into the conference finals and the NBA finals. Paul Millsap was that guy and he did a great job while he was here. Now we don't need him anymore. I get it. It, it, let him go, let him go to Brooklyn, let him play a role in that, in that on that team where he doesn't have to necessarily be, In
3: the NBA, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but in the NBA, you don't need leaders that don't function on the court. In the NBA, you need three good stars and a bunch of role players. The Nuggets, without Jamal Murray, were missing that star power on the court to be even functional. So you don't even need Paul Millsap, who's scoring no points a game, and he's coming off the bench. He's not even starting for your team. That's not worth the money that you're paying for him. I'm sorry. That's not... Leadership does not come off the bench and have six to seven points a game. You you need to have your leaders actually scoring double figures and putting up double-doubles and that kind of thing. Paul Millsap was not that guy. He was overpaid, and it's okay for him to go away.
1: Is hockey the next subject? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to hockey. Hockey. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs>
0: So Paul Bosep scored nine points a game last 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 season. So
3: So one point three million per point?
0: Don't care. Don't care.
3: The rest of us do.
0: Yeah, but the rest of you don't understand basketball.
3: <laughs> oh, spoken like a true San Antonio Spurs fan. Okay. Oh
0: yeah. Okay, because I'm a San Antonio Spurs fan. Eat a dick. All right. Let's I thought it was San
3: Antonio, on. but you know, <laughs> San Antonio is fine too. San
0: Antonio. Too. Don't care. All I right, was let's... just there. <laughs> right. All right. Let's move on to the NHL and MJ. This is your time to shine. Talk to us about. NHL hits.
2: Hockey. So, for starters, the NHL COVID protocols got released. And they're pretty strict, which is what you would expect. Any unvaccinated player who is, gets goes into quarantine, be it for crossing the border or for a close exposure... For any reason that they'd have to quarantine and not participate, they will not be paid for those days. They are suspended without pay any day that they are in quarantine if they're unvaccinated. They also can't leave the hotel. They can't go anywhere besides the practice facilities, the trainings and facilities, the game in the hotel. Uh, they can't go out to get their own food. Their food has to be delivered. Uh they can't be in the same room with other vaccinated players. Like In the hotel, they have to remain in their own room and they have to remain alone in that room. It's just surprisingly in-depth for what I would have expected from the NHL. But they do have a much more difficult like, work of trying to get the COVID protocols to match because they're in two countries and Canada's COVID-19 response has been much more strict than the U.S. Speaking of Canada and the U.S., the women's world's ended uh last week the u.s lost to canada boo boo them um but there was one cool moment when one of the canadian girls broke her femur like celebrating a goal and got or not her femur her um one of her shin bones and got taken out of the game and then when they won the game in overtime they wheeled her out on a fucking stretcher to receive her gold medal so that was also very dope um, one last thing in NHL news. This is more just funny than anything. Um, the Hurricanes um, offer sheeted a Yzbarry uh, Kotkoniemi from the Montreal Canadiens because the Canadiens tried to offer sheet one of the Hurricanes guys a few years ago, and the Hurricanes matched. So the Hurricanes offer sheeted Kotkoniemi, and then. Gave him a $20 signing bonus, which is the number of the player that the Canadians tried to offer sheet a few years ago. Then they like either had to match the $6.1 million, which is way more than Ka- Miami deserves, or they would get compensated with picks. They ended up taking the picks as of today and are, have made a trade using one of them to get a uh, Christian Dvorak. So they still have quite a bit of room, so... Maybe they'll get Eichel. Maybe Eichel free soon. Yay! Yay!
0: All right. Very good. Thank you very much. And let us throw it back to you, MJ. I would like to hear an album review. Let's talk about Bat Out of Hell 2.
2: Oh, boy. That's my favorite Bat Out of Hell. Uh, That has really good songs like Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. He really likes long song titles, if you haven't gotten that yet. um, I really like almost all the songs in this album. I'm not a huge fan of Wasted Youth um, because it's more of like a...
1: You almost slurred those words. There was no, there oh, was no I, almost. Yeah, there's there not was almost. no fucking almost. But. There's not almost.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: almost my ass.
3: I'm, I am offended by the slurs, in fact. That was awesome. We were talking about uh, Bat Out of Hell
0: too. Yeah, Bat Out of Hell too. <laughs> Carry on. One, two, three, go. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello.
2: Um, okay. Continuing. Three, two,
0: one, go! State of Texas.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Bad Outta Hell 2 Good. Bad Outta Hell 1 Good 2, but shorter and has less uh, songs that are super remarkable. There's a bunch of good songs. Am bad out of hell, too. And most importantly is, I do anything for love, but I won't do that. And before you get on me about asking me what that is, the idea behind the song was that that is whatever he says in the beginning of the verse. So when he says, I will, or he says that he won't forgive himself for not going all the way tonight. I do anything for love, but I won't do that. It's referring to the first line of each verse.
1: Is it Boy George? What? Boy George. (laughs) Who did that? Boy George, Meatloaf, Meatloaf.
3: it's Meatloaf, you (laughs) jackass.
1: I don't know that shit. That's, that's way beyond me.
2: Song came out in 93, Miltie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, see what I'm saying? Regardless,
2: album good. Go listen to it. Objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are is a good song. He sucks. I guess Bruce it sucks. Never mind. Process, I'm going. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs>
1: You're not leaving. You're not done. You're not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> so goddamn stupid. All right. Let us move on. Thank you, MJ. Let's talk about the New York Mets and how they are disrespecting their fans. Mark, kicking over to you. Thumbs down, bro. What do you got? I don't know
3: if they're really disrespecting their fans, but it, the whole situation is hilarious. <clears throat> anyway, so the the whole situation is hilarious. The, the f- team has gone from first in their division to five games back in their division, and it's sort of fallen apart. And so the fans are booing them, which is their right. And so the team is very salty about it. So you've got people giving them thumbs down, um, which is hilarious. But the the worst part is, is not just the fact that they're giving the thumbs down when they're crossing. And then there was an apology about the thumbs down. And then the team owner had to apologize again because the interim GM, then the the acting GM went and got himself a DUI. Uh, He was leaving a party at nine o'clock at night got pulled over at two or three in the morning and had a DUI. And so the team owner had to apologize for that. Uh, There's a seven hour difference from when he was leaving the owner's house for some sort of party. And when he got himself a DUI, who knows what happened in that time, but I'm sure Mets being Mets, it was not a good thing. So not a great week for the Mets.
0: MJ, your reaction to the Mets being stupid.
2: Uh, I think it's really funny. The Mets suck all the time, always. Um, I if they didn't want to get shit on they shouldn't have lost so many games so quickly, fallen out of the playoff race like a fucking rock. But eh, I don't know. Shouldn't he have or like fucking thumbs down the fans? I don't know. That seems like some heel shit, but I like wrestling, so I'm into it. Why not?
1: LT, What do you think? The Mets being stupid. <laughs> the Mets are stupid. The Rockies <laughs> are stupid. You know, it's the only thing guaranteed is that the Rockies will not lose 100 games this year. Right. Screw the Mets. All
0: right. There you go. And we have made that prediction before. Let us move on to the race to 100 and Milti, the O's,
1: 100.
3: And that's a double dumb ass on you, Matt, for skipping over my bit. Keep blowing wind. That's all you've been doing for the last hour and a half. <laughs> Road to 100. <laughs> all right.
0: The Orioles at 111 games. The next up are the Diamondbacks at 108. Texas Rangers at 106. And the Pirates at 105. So let's talk about the Rockies. The hometown team—they are close to the best home record and the worst road record. They are eighteen and fifty. The Rangers are at sixteen and fifty, so they've got a chance. We'll see what how that works. Are you done? No. Why would I be done? Oh,
1: keep going. Keep going. Sorry.
0: Uh, the road. The the. Tampa Bay Rays are at forty-five and twenty-five. The Rockies are at forty-four and twenty-three. MJ react to how the Rockies are going to make this happen. Best home record, worst home record. What do you think?
2: They're going to keep winning at home, and then they're going to keep losing on the road, and then they'll have it, and it'll be hilarious, and it'll hurt. It'll you it'll be just just bittersweet enough that it, you could feel the knife but you won't quite feel it when it twists. So it'll be great.
0: Mark, what do you think?
3: Lose games on road. Win games at home. Continue. Rinse. Repeat.
0: That is spectacular.
3: Bad baseball is bad.
0: <laughs> Melty, your reaction?
1: Yeah, so we started this routine that at the beginning of the season we were talking about the Rockies going 100 losses, right? So officially mathematically that can't happen now. So they will not win, lose 100 games. Um, it's really weird that a team wins that many games at home and loses that many ro- games on the road. Um, I, I can't explain it. It makes no sense whatsoever. Where a team can play against all those same teams and can't win on the road, and can't lose at home. You figure it out.
0: I can't. Which is why we were reacting to it. So thank you very much, Good Squad. Let us move on and talk about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It is Matt's after dark reaction to one of the greatest movies of all time. I love Monty Python and the Holy Grail. It is a 97% uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. This is the first original film that Monty Python has ever done. And one of the things I want to point out is if you've watched the movie, you'll see the guys with the coconuts, right? It, it, that's how they are the horses. It's great. The reason why they did that is because they could not have money to pay for horses, they use coconuts. It was great. And one of the great things about it is if you uh, watch the movie in Germany, the title of the movie in Germany is Knights of the Coconut. They actually call it out in coconuts. It's outstanding. If you haven't watched Mario Apocalypse and the Holy Grail, this is one of the greatest comedy movies of all time. As a matter of fact, in... 2011, the American Film Academy Academy called Bonnie, Python, and the Holy Grail the second greatest comedy of all time. And the film that it came behind was Airplane. Great movies, both of them. It's a story of the Arthurian legend and every bit of this film is fantastic. From Arthur and the... The wild badgers and the killer rabbits and the French. So good. Every bit is just fantastic. And this is my After Dark review of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. MJ, react. MJ, react.
2: You're so so fucked up, dude. (laughs) There There are
3: two people in this podcast that are not having open eyes right now. Two of them. (laughs) Two of them with open eye issues.
0: So good. Mark, what do you think about Monty Python and the Holy Grail?
3: There are two people in this room that are on this podcast that are having trouble keeping their eyes open currently. (laughs) And that is just about as amusing as Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which I love the movie. But this has also been very entertaining.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Milty, Tim, the wizard,
1: killer rabbits. What do you think, buddy? Uh, I just got to say that I have had my share of too much to drink for these things. (laughs) I I just want to make sure that everybody. It is so
3: fucking dark right now. In Parker,
1: Matt (laughs) Matt's had too many drinks, (laughs) but. We're having fun, right? We don't give a shit. But, Matt, have another sip of wine. See ya.
0: I'm out of wine, so I have to crack open another bottle. All right, let us move on. Thank you so much. Yes! Dipshit, you have something
2: to say. Milty, before you say anything, I do give a shit. I do <laughs> give a shit that I can't understand you people.
3: Not very many people have their hands on our throats as many
0: times as Michaela does. <laughs> Alright, carrying on, let us move on to my second favorite bit of the week. MJ, it, it's your time to shine. Share with us your knowledge and the dipshit of the week.
2: Yeah, this week is easy. It's the four letter. It's our friends at the four letter, ESPN, for saying, Hey, I have an idea. We should put this high school game on. Well, do you know who those high school teams are? One of them's the best high school in the world or in the state. Or country. God damn it. They're the best. <laughs> My <in> the country. <laughs> I am not, have not been drinking, actually.
3: Can vouch.
2: But, okay, so do you know, hey, hey, we know who this IMG team is. Do we know who this Bishop Sycamore team is? Hmm. None of us have heard of them. Better not do any research and just put this shit right on national TV. And that's what they did. A uh, high school with the fucking initials BS went on team or went on TV against this very, very good high school team, got their asses whooped, just got the shit kicked out of them. And then it's like, oh yeah, those are all like grown dudes. Like that's not a real high school. Those are just dudes who failed out of junior college. Also, the coach has an arrest warrant out for him. Also, Bishop Sycamore doesn't exist. So Good job. Good job, ESPN. Way to to do zero research.
3: Speaking of research on that one, so imagine being a broadcaster and you get the list of names, and this should have been ESPN's first clue that this might not be legit. You get the list of names of high schoolers the night before that are going to be playing on the team, and it's literally a sheet of paper with 36 names on it and no numbers.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So 36 dumb. names
3: for a high school team yeah. and there's no numbers. Like a high school team should have at least double that amount. At least 60 names. Yeah. And they had 36 names and there were no numbers on the sheet. It and nobody, nobody thought to be like, hmm, something's wrong here.
0: Uh, this is what happens when you have a massive organization like ESPN and they can't figure out how to fucking figure this out. Right? It's just so dumb. Uh, Really, bro, you have the in to all of the max preps, and you have got the in on all of the. I don't, I don't even know what the goddamn situation is, but he's definitely. pretty hammer,
1: isn't he? <laughs> oh god!
0: <laughs> Holy shit! How do you not figure this shit out? Bro? How do you not How? fucking?
3: Holy shit! <laughs> So dumb. Um, the, the, the way this slips by is because you have people like Matt at ESPN sitting behind a desk and not vouching for these high school teams and not actually anybody in the field watching the high school teams right. play. Yeah.
0: So stupid. It's just ridiculous. All right.
3: It is. It is ridiculous. I agree, Matt. Good job.
0: Oh, thank you. I <laughs> appreciate it. All right. Thank you for the dip of the week. Let us kick it around the goon squad for final thoughts. MJ, what do you got?
2: Uh, mostly that I hate two of the people on this for being quite so drunk and making this take quite as long as it did. But it's fine. We're going to have fun.
0: Right on. Milty, your final thoughts,
1: sir. Okay, number one, I didn't schedule this shit. But I will win the Bronco bets with 10, 11, 12 wins. And they will be second place, if not first place, in the AFC West. See ya,
0: brilliant. Mark, your time to shine. My favorite bit of the week. Let it loose, my brother.
3: How many people will fall asleep during the list of names that I shall read off? How many people? (laughs) How many?
0: Let's go. None of
3: them in Mexico because nobody's listening there, fucking assholes. Sons of bitches, Mexico, get with it. Anyways, here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and up in Denver, and Las Cruces, and London, and Athens, and Amsterdam, and Auckland, and Austin, and Bulgaria, and Bogota, and Reykjavik, and Berlin, and Perth, and Mumbai, and Trinidad, and Tobago, and Tbilisi, and Sicily, and Abu Dhabi, and Riyadh, and Ontario, Canada. We love you all. Have a great night.
0: We Thank love you. you. No, but not no. as good of
3: a night as Matt has had. <laughs> I am so good.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. And for all the Goon Squad, my name is Matt. For MJ, Mark, and Michaela, we appreciate you and we love you. Have a great weekend.
3: At The Idiot Goons on Twitter. Don't forget the Facebook group. Check those out. Bro. Yeah.